Shall we once again go over the facts? You are a crab. You are wearing the star shell. The same star shell I have searched these past weeks for. It is now a part of your body, for the time being. Should I remove the shell from your body on my own, you will likely fade. Not out of the desire to fade, only because you require a shell. No, forget the idea of removing the shell from you. I can't. Should it make its own decision to escape your body, then yes. But only if it is secured, you have a shell. I can't just steal your shell. What kind of a friend would that make me? I should consider myself your friend. We've spent these last weeks trying to make... We've spent these last weeks trying to make sure we two are balanced. You sit there and listen to me ramble on and on about what brings me joy and my wife and girlfriend and all of this. As such, it is only fair I keep you safe. As such, it is only fair I keep you safe. <sighs> it is a few hours later. I have thought it over, contemplated with Apple and myself. Unfortunately, no conclusions have been reached. A shame, really. The options are too many. And admittedly, shamefully, I thought of ones that do not put me at ease. I have decided, upon closer research, that you deserve better. Where would I be if not for you? Perhaps home. I'll admit, despite all of my concern, all of my fear, I'd have gone home quite a bit sooner if not for you. I mean it. Honestly. You have kept my spirits up when you could. I have spirits that do not do well trying to be kept up, I'll admit. The question I truly have no answer for is whether or not to bring you with me. I mean, the answer is obviously no. I can't bring you, not without disturbing the fauna of the island. This is your home, and I- and you cannot simply join me on the boat ride to mine. Furthermore, there is the issue of finding my way home. I have no knowledge of how long it will take, no real idea of if I will make it. This feels like the end because I've found it. I've truly, really found the shell but I cannot take it from you. The shell does not belong to this island. It belongs in the Museum of Mysteries. You see, as I've said before, not much is known about the star shell, and the Museum of Mysteries is one of the best preservationist museums out there. But there's more. The Museum of Mysteries is very small. It only staffs two full-time employees and several part-time ones to do tours and box office. But the reason I trust this museum so much, the curator. It's a gangly, man-like creature that's also quite strange. Not in the same way as me, but he seems to understand so much about the star shell. He knows almost as much as I do, and I've had years of training. The preservationist works at the museum too. She's a tall woman, one who reaches the ceiling. She once told me her ancestors created the star shell. She also told me there is no written record of this, but defining history by written record is incredibly Eurocentric. Which is true. Technically, history is the written record. But connotatively, history is what happened in the past. Pre 
history is still history. Oral history is still history. History is considered to be othered when the vast majority of Eurocentric countries no longer use them practices and consider them ancient and outdated. Which leads me again to parts of the Museum of Mysteries that really sets it apart as an organization. It's designed to allow all forms of history to exist. They have audio archival records and visual graphs. They've never kept a mummy or anything so sacred like that. They do not vandalize the dead or the living. Which is odd. So many museums are meant to be preserving history, but they choose to steal sacred things and oddities from living people. I've seen many museums get off by showing the work of that which they have destroyed. This is part of that human disaster thing I was talking about before, Apple. It caused me to be vigilant. If Indiana Jones would do it, maybe Indigo Hale should have higher standards. I will not unleash a curse or harm the dead or the living, which feels like the bare minimum in terms of what should be done, but some people tend to surprise you. Which leads me back to the original path of questioning. I do not know what to do to retrieve the shell. I cannot take this off you. We've established this. And I cannot take you off the island. I do not think it would be fun or fair. I suppose I can wait for you to outgrow the shell. You're a hermit crab. You change shells. Granted, you might have just put on the star shell. Who knows how long that has been swimming down sea? I certainly don't. I wish I could just know I'd make the right choice here. If I stay, I could be waiting months or however long it takes crabs to chain shells. But if I leave, you could disregard this shell tomorrow. One of the perks of leaving would be that I can come back. Of course, should I come back and another crab has the shell, the cycle of waiting shall begin anew. Or I return and the shell is once again missing having gone to some far-off place on the moors of Scotland, or something as such. I could, of course, stay and wait for what could be a day. Then I can rush back and ideally, easily find my way home to all the smarmy colleagues of mine who were so quick and willing to let me be fired over nothing. I could show off what I have achieved and be certain the shell gets to the place where it will be treated well. Because there's always the chance I do go. And someone comes here and decides there's no need to be ethical to a crab. I am getting hungry. I will finish my last of the granola bars and then think this over again. Hopefully some sustenance will clear my head in a meaningful way. Apple, you are a special crab. Perhaps something about the shell has made it so you are special, but I don't know. Something about you, just as you are, is special to me. What do you think? Of course you can say that, and I have no idea what you mean. Perhaps, just maybe, you've solved all my issues with your thoughts. Perhaps you know no better than me, but there's such a way that we cannot communicate that makes it so lonesome. I know I've gone on at nauseam about being alone. It's just frightening is all. 
I'm no longer in the place in my mind that I was earlier. It's just that now we have passed the climax of this story and we are working our way to the end. This is our Trojan War and soon we will be on an odyssey back home to Penelope. Penelope's? The metaphor ends where getting home is at play. We have already discussed that they could get another partner should they want. So the whole situation in the Odyssey would be different. It's been so long since I actually read that epic, I don't remember the ending all too well. Another version of me is a classics major. I'd have been so interesting simply studying away all that classical literature. Perhaps that version of me would have valued the written word more. Or perhaps I'd be studying the oral history of classical literature. There are plenty of unwritten classics. Perhaps it would be worthwhile to go home, alone, empty-handed. Is waiting worth it? When I had no hope of finding the star shell, home seemed like the only viable option. But it is here. I am looking at the shell. It's funny. It looks nothing like I suspected. Of course, one grainy film can't tell you everything, but there's something so pointed about it. It is plain. Perhaps I expected an exciting color, or perhaps I am simply so shocked that it was under my nose the whole time. This crab came to me, incensed to be my friend with no knowledge that it possessed what I wanted. I'm fascinated by how she got here, by how I got here. What has led we two together? The spiral of the shell is more like a mountain than a valley. It winds upward, spikes jutting out gently. It's delicate. It definitely suits the crab carrying it. I have to wonder with the ending in sight, what does it mean? For me? I just... I had spent so long with this island, too preoccupied with looking to think about the future, and then too preoccupied with being afraid to die, to worry about the future, and now I am faced with the possibility of home, and I have to say, I am worried about the future. My wife and girlfriend will be angry with me. Perhaps they have decided to forgive. Perhaps they have decided to just completely sever ties. I'll be honest. I know I've messed up moments in our relationship before, but they all seem minor compared to this. What's a missed dinner to a missed month? And furthermore, they care too much about me for me to return in this shape. I am gaunt in ways I was not before. My skirts still fit, but I see how I look. My eyes have sunken in. My cheeks are hollower. The first thing I will do when I get back is eat. I think I could deal with the rest of it, steal my heart for the hurt of it all, if I was fed something. <laughs> Who am I fooling? It will hurt. Love and feelings always hurt. And this is a moment which I will be causing great pain. I said I would be safe. I said I would be gentle. And now I have not been safe with my body or gentle to my mind. I should not find them at fault if I, they choose to part ways. Cause you must think they'd never do such a thing. 
one can hope. But they'd be within their right. When humans hurt each other, usually they're present to fix it. They don't go away and become unreachable for a long time. The idea that leaving fixes a situation... No. Leaving makes things worse. It removes yourself from the equation, which can make the situation worse. So I am told. Because I am not there to defend or explain my actions, they can only go with what they think. They can only go with what makes the most sense in their mind. I'll let you in on a secret though. Things that make the most sense in a person's mind do not often make the most objective sense. People do not know how to be objective in their own lives. It's all about objectivity, you know? So when you are alone with your thoughts, your thoughts overtake you. They point you in the worst direction and tell you to run towards that version of the truth. It's not the right version, but it is the one version of the truth that feels true subjectively. Is this making any sense? No, I didn't think so. I think of all things considered, I will try to sleep on it, but I'll make a decision tomorrow morning because I am tired. I am alone, my skin has healed in a very ugly way, and I think the amount of some damage I have probably needs to be treated. But I will make a decision on how long I am willing to wait. Perhaps, if I am lucky, by then I will have a clear grasp. Because I want to go home. The fibers of my being are saying I should go home. The problem with that is simply, I am this close. I have been patient and waited for so long, and to be this close? I will have left for nothing if I do not return to something. But I do not want to return to nothing. It's a tricky dilemma. Perhaps sleep will make it easier. I tossed and turned much of the night. I thought sleeping would make it easier, but having a dilemma made sleep harder. I know, perhaps it was just easier to go to sleep than answer the question. Sometimes life is like that. But I am much closer to a solution than I had been. See, I had a dream last night. Now, I don't often believe dreams can help you make decisions. But in the case of a moral dilemma, where the two sides of the decision are your own psyche, I think dreams can be useful. My dream had me at our home, the home with Pim and Opal and I, and we were gathered together. On the shelf was a crab enclosure. We spoke at length about how the enclosure was empty and we had no, uh, and we had no one to fill it. And there was this minute skittering around home. Sounded like a...
it just seemed. The memory of Apple, of this place, will live on with me. I need to go home. I'm going to start packing tonight, going to gather the coconuts and say goodbye to my crab friend. I will be gone by morning's light, with or without the star shell. I am holding out hope that somehow Apple hears my pleas and I am able to bring it. But I am through waiting for things to happen. What's the point of waiting to be brilliant? I am already brilliant. Furthermore, I do not need to show off how brilliant I am. I need to go home and beg forgiveness. I want to see those I love. I will get on my boat and sail the seas till I find a port. I will beg them to send me in the direction of home. The star shell? It's not important. The fame? The wishing to be right? Those are nothing. I want to be great! But I will begin by being good to those who love me. Goodbye, though. Very soon it will be hello again. Dr. Indigo Pigeon Hale. And to Pim and Opal? The end is nigh. I know you will hear this. I do not know the future of us. I do not know anything, really. But I know I will hand-deliver this to you. Come what may. Yours forevermore. Indy. Do you enjoy this exhibit? We encourage you to rate and review us. It greatly helps our museum get the funding it needs. Thank you for coming along. We will be releasing the next excerpt on October 21st. If you want to continue to support Deep Blue Stars, please go to deepbluestars.com or donate to our Patreon, patreon.com slash lavenderlem. This exhibit was put together by Mick Coates. Special thanks to our museum contributor, Jason Motes. Please make sure to visit our feature exhibit, Chamomile Cures, Tea as Medicine. <laughs>